This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello, everyone. This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie, back for the last time for a couple of hours anyway. About two and a half hours, something like that. I don't know. I don't feel like doing math. But it is time for our third flashback of the day. This is Ken Jennings Game 6. And this one, well, I don't know what to make of it. I really don't. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into the game. Let's meet our contestants. We had Anne, Kevin, and Ken. And the reason I say I don't know what to make of this game is compared to what Ken could usually be counted on to deliver, this was a low-scoring game. There were a lot of missed questions. People had trouble with all kinds of things. Ken had a really bad run-in in Double Jeopardy with a Daily Double. I don't remember who got the other two Daily Doubles because I was just... Once Ken missed that one and lost a fat chunk of his money, my brain just went, ugh. It ended up not mattering too much though because he still ended up with a large, large lead. Actually, I won't say it didn't matter. I won't say that. Because it very well could have mattered at one point in the game. We had some pretty awesome contestants though. I will I will most definitely say that. Good good players who just well, they were up against Ken Jennings and it kinda hurt them. Because yeah. We had one. Kevin actually didn't really have trouble getting in on the buzzer. He had trouble with blanking, you know, getting nervous and blanking and missing questions and such. But that's totally understandable because, I mean, you're on TV. You're up on that stage. You're getting taped. You're going to be in front of a bazillion people. And the nerves are going to get to you. That's just inevitable, unless you're, like, some kind of superhuman or something. So, I cannot fault Kevin for being nervous. I can't. And I won't. But that Daily Double run-in that Ken had, and he was on... He was on the right track. He just picked the wrong term out of the two it could have been. But that Daily Double miss just kind of threw everything else out of my head. I'm like, ouch. He doesn't... I can't say for sure. But it doesn't seem like he misses a whole lot of Daily Doubles. Or a lot of questions in general, really. So 
So him missing that daily double was just a shocker. And the reason I say that it did kind of matter at one point was when we got to final Jeopardy, everybody got it right. And we had a contestant wager everything and end up close to $12,000. So, if Ken had missed it and, you know, made a really dumb wager... Yeah, this could have been this could have been a losing game too, honestly, if Ken had screwed it up. But he didn't. So he took home win number six and more money. And Alex did <clears throat> Alex did go to great lengths to point out at the top of the program that had this been last year. Someone, there would have been three new challengers today, or in this particular game, because Ken would have won $156,000 and he would have retired undefeated and just waited for the Tournament of Champions. But because of the sky's the limit rule, that's not what happened, as we all know. So here we have Ken Jennings winning his his sixth game, and that calendar event needs to be changed, and I didn't mean to accidentally activate it. But, yeah. So, all in all, a game that really could have been decided based on one clue. I don't know if the Daily Double Miss really would have changed anything if he'd gotten it right. It possibly could have. But, this is another one of those cases where I say don't try to predict the outcome just based on who's playing. Just just don't don't do it. If now if this were a tournament and you were just guessing for your own amusement, that would be one thing. But just don't try to predict the outcome of a game just based on the contestants. More often than not, you're going to be wrong. I would say. Now, predicting an individual, now predicting a whole tournament, that's not as bad because, well, it's just fun to be, to try to guess who's going to win the tournament and if you're right, well, yay. But individual games, I wouldn't do it. I would not. Mm -mm, No, Uh uh-uh, not happening. Because all it takes is one question. To flip the game on its head. One. And on that note, I'm going to shut up for a couple of hours. I'm sure you folks would like a break from me. But I do appreciate you tuning in. I know our upload schedule is a little hectic for the next few weeks, but we do the best we can. So, once again, I'm going to say thank you for tuning in. I will see you in a couple of hours. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T. speaking for the Jeopardy! podcast, an evil chocolate cookie production. This is Jamie T. speaking for the Jeopardy! podcast, an evil chocolate cookie production.